Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Today we're going to be talking about advanced planning. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? It's just a little cold here, but uh, that's why we choose to live here, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not why I choose it, but that's okay. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's chilly. I'm looking forward to springtime and uh, warmer weather for sure. All yes. right, so today is advanced planning. Uh, what What caused you to say this is a good podcast? A lot of the planning we do, we follow the formalized certified financial planning processes we've talked about in previous podcasts where we meet with clients and we gather their information, we prepare the analysis, we kind of create a chart of a course of action. Uh, Then we set up a process to monitor it, change it as, you know, client situation changes. But sometimes when we go through the data gathering process, when we're, I have a plan in place, sometimes uh, things change and it affects their estate planning and it specifically affects some of the advanced planning that we need to do for them. So I just thought I would cover a couple of advanced planning topics so that as people are listening to the podcast, if they have these situations where they, they're facing these problems or these issues, uh, maybe we could offer a few solutions. All right. Sounds good. So what are your examples for today? Well, what I'd like to get into, first of all, is just what I think of advanced planning is. All right. uh, so that people understand it and then get into um, talking about uh, really tough, some tough situations like prenuptial agreements, um, special needs trusts when you have beneficiaries who mm-hmm. have special needs. Also, um, I find there's a lot of uh, instances where clients want to control the distributions to beneficiaries and their heirs through their estate plan. So these are more complicated and more advanced. Um, so I just wanted to kind of go through that. All right. Sounds good. So what I'll start with is that when we talk about advanced planning as compared to the core CFP or other planning processes, we're really focusing on using uh, taxes, you know, tax law, which changes, also working with the client's attorneys and trust officers to make sure that we're, we're leveraging all the, the rules to make sure that we're, you know, following all those rules, but maximizing them to if possible, minimize taxes, structuring assets to protect them from lawsuits, uh, protect them from divorce. And there's really three main areas. One is we're trying to enhance the wealth. Uh, we're trying to make sure that during the client's life, but also when they're passing on the wealth to their kids, that uh, these uh, they're structured properly. The plans are in place to mitigate taxes uh, and expand their wealth. Um, it also addresses estate planning. And like I said just a minute ago, one of the primary things I want to talk about today is the third area of advanced planning, which is really asset protection. And what we're trying to do there is leverage and use existing tax law, legal processes, uh, legal structures to protect assets, not just now, but also into the future as the beneficiaries you know, inherit those assets. So all these pieces really need to work together as one big plan 
um, taking one of them by themselves doesn't doesn't sound like enough coverage. Exactly. Normally, so what happens is, as a process, we typically put together plans, and those might take 90, 180 days, you know, three to six months. And a lot of that is just the data gathering mm-hmm. and making sure we have the goals and the assumptions correct. The second piece, when we get into advanced planning, when we're talking about wealth enhancement, estate planning, asset protection, that these things usually take, you know, six months, sometimes two years, because mm. they're just more complicated and they're much more emotional. Uh, so that we we treat them separately, they're all integrated, but we always address them together, and we just have this constant. It's on the agenda, you know, when we meet with clients, and we're always trying to push them along to get these things implemented. So, Tim, how important is it for a client to bring you all the information that you need? And, and how is that? How do you approach that so that they understand how important it is? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think this is a real critical area. We, I, like I said earlier, we, I think we do a nice job of doing the core plan. But when we gather information from clients, a lot of the information we're gathering is fears, goals, mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they're trying to accomplish, the complications of family, complications of in-laws, and really specifically, we have a, a series of questions and a process where we try to gather information about, you know, are, are the beneficiaries, are your children, are your grandchildren really prepared to receive the inheritance? Prepared in the sense that they're financially knowledgeable about it, they're aware of it, um, they're ex- maybe expecting it, and they know what to do when it arrives because a lot of bad things can happen if they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, another m- more difficult topic that we try to bring up early on because um, timing of this issue is is often the most important thing is talking about prenuptial agreements. Mm. Uh, very, very emotional, very, very complicated. And I have found that, you know, if you start bringing it up early before, you know, th- the situation comes up where you might feel like you want to, you need one, it really helps. Also through the planning process, we try to gather information to determine whether some of the beneficiaries, kids or grandchildren have some sort of special needs. Now that could be uh, situations where there's disabilities, where they need to protect the assets and protect the, the, the child. It's also, we, I have found in the last year or two with the opiate crisis that we're having across the country, uh, we're, we're running across instances where clients will say, I really want to protect the assets for and from, mm-hmm. um, you know, children, grandchildren that might have those problems. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a very personal topic, very personal issue. And there's a lot of shame involved with, with people that are going through it. And that's just not, it's not what it's about, right? It's there, there is no shame. There is no judgment. It's, Hey, if this is the situation that you're in or that your family's in, this is how we can best protect you. And, and getting them to talk about that, I, I can, uh, I assume it would be kind of difficult until they have that good relationship with you. Absolutely. When I first meet somebody and they start, we start preparing a plan, oftentimes they're even reluctant to share tax returns you yeah. know, because we don't have that relationship. But, and so topics like these don't come up until much later. When they do come up down the road, we hopefully have established a, a relationship and you know shown that we really have the best interests of the client. We're fiduciaries, not just for the client, but their family, mm-hmm. their next generation. And we're really trying to make sure that all their risks are, are addressed, all their other concerns and fears are addressed. Because there's, when it comes to money, when it comes to inheritance and beneficiaries, 
it's super emotional. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if there's not special needs or prenuptials or things like that or even more complicated, there's typically a need for what we would call or the, our attorneys we work with would call controlled distributions. And that just means that you know how the money will be distributed once the client's gone. Um, and we want to make sure that that's consistent with the client's goals also. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'd like to dive in a little bit more in depth in each of these areas. And I think the first one you really spoke about was making sure the children are prepared for the inheritance. Right. So uh, just use, use a couple examples that we've run across. I had a was introduced to a, a client uh, through an attorney about five years ago. And we're located in Northwest Indiana. It's, uh, I would say, January through March. It's gray, it's snowy, and it's mm-hmm. very cold. And this meeting was, uh, I believe, in the middle of February. And I showed up at the attorney's office with uh, the, the mother and, and a son. And the son pulled up in a, he had, he had inherited, I think, $140,000 as a result of his father passing. And he pulled up in a $117,000 Lamborghini. Oh, you know, no. which, in winter. Which is in and of itself. <laughs> but, it, but if it was in Miami or LA, that would make possibly more sense. But I mean, those cars can't even survive potholes that yeah. occur <laughs> where we live. So, you know, this was just a, a terrible example of somebody who just wasn't prepared to, to receive the money. And a, a lot of it was just a lack of communication because there was, I think for, for several years, it, this was a result of a personal injury. And for several years, there was a, a lot of knowledge, or I should say understanding of what was coming and what, and when was the question, but mm-hmm. what was coming was pretty much known. And there just wasn't any planning, wasn't any education, wasn't any um, communication. Uh, there was no real trust established, you know, uh, advisors helping. Um, it, it was just a, it was a terrible example of, of what can happen if there's no transparency, no communication and planning, because those are the real solutions to preparing children or beneficiaries for receiving money. Yeah. And it, 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 so... Tim, this really hits home for me because I have a, a real life example. If you don't mind me stepping in here, oh, go ahead. My wife and I worked for a, a Boys Town, and it's a it's a facility that helps at risk youth. And we had a young man in our home that came from a very very wealthy family, and one of their solutions to help this young man was to give him more money and put him on a salary, if you will, it was more of an allowance. Really, he didn't do any work. Um, when he was out after he had left our, our home and our facility. Mm-hmm. And I remember he inherited money from a grandmother as well, who loved him dearly and gave him a very large lump sum. And she wanted him to spend it before, I, I guess it wasn't an inheritance, but it was more of a gift. And she wanted to see the joy that he would have from that money um, while she was still living. And he went and bought a cigarette boat. And I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with what a cigarette yeah. boat is, or if the audience isn't, it's a very large, very powerful boat. And he went out and bought that. He was, I think, 19 or 20 at the time and uh, lived in the Great Lakes area. So a very large lake to be able to use that on. And he had it a day and a half and he sunk it. And that was $95,000. And yeah. to him, it wasn't a big deal. He's like, well, it happened. He had no insurance on it. He had nothing to cover it. And that was gone in a heartbeat. And the family's mindset was still that he'll, he'll, he'll find his way. He'll find his way. He'll find his way. And it speaks right back to the opioids that you were talking about. He didn't have that issue. He actually got into meth. And the last time I saw this young man, all of his teeth were, all of his teeth were missing and he looked terrible and his health, health was declining and 
he had so much money, so much cash on him. I just, I kept looking at him thinking, there's got to be a better way for you. And his parents just didn't understand that throwing money at him was not the solution. That was the problem. And, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's so the parents were so loving and so kind and so gracious and so giving, but they just didn't know how to give the right way. And it was heartbreaking to see his decline right now. He's, he's been in rehab a couple of times. He's doing better and they finally cut him off and he's actually working. So that's a good thing, but he wouldn't have gotten to this point if they had had some things in place that would have protected him in the first place. Exactly. And I just think that when you're talking about making sure that the beneficiaries are capable, making sure that they're prepared. Sometimes when you read surveys, when I talk to clients, there's a fear that if I disclose too much about what I, what we have and what they'll eventually receive, Mm -hmm. that it might decrease their motivation to continue working or, Somehow it might generate, you know, complacency, but I, I don't, I don't think the ex, my experience has been that. I think that if you communicate better upfront and you do talk about what what may be or will be coming, you don't have to be fully transparent, but to trans, you know, communicate better. Mm-hmm. And then you also offer some training, support, education, or opportunities to learn how to use that money and when they receive it. I just think the result is so much better. Yeah. Um, and this and this gets into advanced planning. And this is the t- one of the things we talk about when, you know, usually in at the next step, you know, as we're reviewing one year, two years, three years into it, we're, we're gathering more and more of this information about who do we need to protect and who do we need to help prepare. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, the other area that we have, I actually worked in, a, uh, it came up, I think, two or three times last year, but it's starting to come up a little more. It's the issue of uh, prenuptial agreements. And mm. again, this is another advanced planning area or topic. And I think when people think of prenuptials, um, they think of the news. And you know, just recently, for example, I think it's Jeff uh, Bezos from Amazon is filing divorce or getting divorced. And mm-hmm. you know, the, the commentary is, I hope he had a prenuptial. Um, so I think people think of it as a way to you know, uh, keep your spouse, you know, from getting things. But with the way we look at it is when I work with a client and they have an asset that they really want to protect, that could be a business, but I've also had it where it's a family home. I have a, mm-hmm. a client that has, you know, uh, I think it's a home that they've passed. I think it's a third generation. It borders Canada. It's up in Northern Michigan and it's just a beautiful property. And it's not even the money for that, but it's that they want that property to pass on to future generations. Absolutely. And, and so a prenuptial in, in this instance just says, this is not, it just outlines the fact that that's not a common asset. You know, this is an asset for the family to use, but ultimately it'll continue passing on to the next generation. So that if something does happen, it's not going to be part of a divorce or a litigation, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think the most common area where people are hear about it, though, is really in business. And, you know, I've had, I have a situation now where a, a business owner client is getting divorced. And, you know, Eric, I don't know if you've worked with in situations where clients are getting divorced, but it's very rarely good. Yeah. You know, it's so adversarial and it always gets worse before it gets better. That's my experience. And in this case, what we're, what they're trying to protect really, and they, there is no prenuptial, but they're, now they have to fight to protect confidential data within the business. They have to fight 
you know, the, the attorneys trying to get confidential data from their partners, the business partners, mm-hmm. um, it just becomes a, a real big mess. Yeah. And th- there's other things to consider in a, in a business. You have employees and, and that's one thing that needs to be protected as well. If, if you own a company, you should have that mindset that you need to protect your employees in, in every situation as well, whether it be their salary, their health care, their, their employment status. And I think that that would play a big part in there too. If, if the owner or the owner and their spouse are going through a messy divorce, if that business is not protected, that means all those employees are not protected either. Exactly. And really what, what I believe a, you know, a proper prenuptial says is we want to outline them in advance, what the division of assets will be if something happens, what the, you know, the division of income might be if something happens. Mm -hmm. And, And that something is, could be divorced and it typically is, but it could also be death. Mm. It could also be addictions. Yeah. Like late onset mental illness could be creditors, uh, gambling. You know, I've I've run across all of those instances in the in my planning career. And I mean none of them are none of them work out well. Yeah. Uh, but if you have agreements in advance that stipulate, well, this is how things will happen if you know any of these things occur, it's almost like a buy-sell agreement within a business where you're just thinking about it up front. Yeah. And, and I think so many people think about, and, and I'll be honest, when I was younger, when I heard the word prenuptial, prenuptial agreement, that was all about, well, you're getting divorced. So you want to make sure that your money's protected from your spouse because they're going to be vindictive and they're going to be, you know, they're going to go after everything you've got and they're going to try to get the most out of the situation and, and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of emotion involved and, and a lot of misconceptions as I've gotten older and as I've worked with advisors through throughout the years, you do begin to realize there are so many more things besides divorce uh, that can affect this situation. And so having a prenuptial agreement that spells that out makes a lot of sense. And my wife and I were on the same page when we were younger. She, I think I could quote her saying, a prenuptial agreement is just you planning for divorce. And that's what our mindset was, but that's not yeah. it. That's absolutely not it. And it's vitally important and it can be explained by a professional like you uh, in, in such a way that, hey, there are so many things that could affect the marriage. And it's not just a divorce, like you said, death, addictions or mental illness. You never know when that kind of stuff is going to happen, especially like mental illness. You just don't know. So having some safety nets in place, I think, is is probably the best bet for anybody. Yeah, and, and in this one particular, uh, timing of the discussion is critical. Mm. As you can imagine – the worst timing possible is when your son or daughter comes home and says, Hey, I just got engaged. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the topic, And you say, well, well, d- let's talk about prenuptial. And yeah. then they just, it's just not going to happen. Exactly. Well, because you don't like my girlfriend or you don't like my boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's because not it. <laughs> it'll be like you said, you know, you're, we're just preparing for divorce and that's really yeah. not the case. Yep. Exactly. So the best time is really making this part of the planning agenda very early on and really educating your children and grandchildren up front uh, on an ongoing basis about really, it's not just about divorce. It's about protecting assets, protecting the family, protecting your siblings. It's really about uh, generational wealth planning more than, you know, thinking that you're assuming you're going to get divorced. Yeah. And Tim, you and I have talked about uh, family meetings before. Uh, we've talked about multi-generational family meetings and so on and so forth. Have you ever had the opportunity to have a multi-generational family meeting or a, just a family meeting with parents and and kids where maybe a future spouse is involved and you have that discussion and you talk about, you know, what a prenuptial is and why, you know, why this is on the table. Have you ever had that situation come up? 
Yeah, it's interesting I have. And I'd say interesting because there were uh, son and daughter-in-laws in the meeting mm-hmm. and um, they who did not have prenuptials. Oh. So it, it's always interesting, though, that when they're looking at their children um, and the next generation, they're saying, yeah, we, we should have that for them. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, it's like now that the drawbridge is up. No, just kidding. But yeah. So I, I think that, yes, I have. I, I think when you talk about it and, you know, people are already married, it's too late. Or when they're dating or getting engaged, it's not too late. But um, if you have conversations well in advance in these family meetings, that really helps. Well, yeah. I mean, what, like you said, when you're in the scenario, all of a sudden the emotions and the preconceived notions are are already there, right? If you've lived 20, 25, 30 years with this idea of a prenuptial agreement is planning for divorce, and all of a sudden it's brought up when you are newly engaged, that's a huge blow to an ego. That's a huge blow emotionally because you already have that idea. And even if it's wrong, it's going to be much harder to change that mentality than if you have a conversation all the way along. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So again, what are the solutions to this as far as how? The solutions are things we've talked about in the past, which are family meetings. But even if you're not having formal family meetings, it's talking to my clients, talking to the grandparents, the parents, and getting them on board with being better communicators about training, education, Mm -hmm. what's there, and why, you know, why do you need to protect the business or why do you need to protect the property or these special assets. And I think when you get the parents and grandparents on board with a communication plan, and we've talked about that too, which I really think is important, uh, transparency is always better. And again, I clients resist fully disclosing what they have often. I would say that it's just better to be transparent and disclose more than less mm-hmm. because that's the way to prepare them. And especially as it relates to prenuptials, you want to start early well before they, you know, fall in love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now a prenuptial agreement is one document in a set of documents that every family should have, in my opinion, um, along with a will, uh, along with advanced directive type, uh, documentation, along with trust documentation, things, uh, things that will protect the assets in, in multiple ways from multiple angles. Is there a list that you can put together or have that you could make available for the listeners that are some, some, what you would call your, maybe your top five list or top 10 list of documents that you should have in, in a family? Absolutely. We, we actually put together a white paper on this topic and uh, we have a we have a checklist that we use. I'll make sure that we put it together and get it on the website for people who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And I know that we're running low on time and you've got a couple other things to cover. I know that we were going to talk about planning for children with special needs, which is highly important, incredibly important. Uh, and then uh, the fourth topic, I think, was uh, something about controlled distributions. Is that right? Yeah. So controlled distributions relates to, you know, if you didn't do the prenuptial, if you didn't fully prepare the, the kids, or if you didn't, you know, set up that special needs trust, how to make sure that you can protect uh, the children Got through it. controlling how the money's distributed. Yeah. We, let's do that. Let's split up and maybe set up a separate, the next podcast to cover the special needs trusts and related issues and also the control distributions. Yeah. I think that would be great. And then I'm going to, I'm going to put it to you, Tim. Uh, can you give your website out where they can get that white paper at? Yeah, so you can always reach me at tscannell, S-C-A-N-N-E-L-L, at hightoweradvisors.com. 
And if you go to Hightower Great Lakes, uh, you'll find us. And then there's all kinds of resources there. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Tim, for your time. This is a lot of great information and, and a lot of stuff to think about. Great. Thank you very much. You bet. And thank you for listening to the Wall Stream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you need an easy way to get this information in front of somebody, this is the way. Share this podcast. If you know somebody who needs, you know, maybe their kids need a prenuptial or you guys have talked about, they don't know how to introduce it to their children before it comes to that point where they bring home that special someone, share this podcast with them so that they know that Tim and his team are well-versed in this topic, know how to handle it professionally, personally, uh, removing a lot of the emotional issues there or the preconceived notions. And he can just honestly say, Hey, these are the things it does. These are the things it doesn't do. And uh, it's pretty powerful. So share this podcast with them. It'll, it'll be a big help. And you look like the good guy instead of somebody who's saying, hey, your kids need a prenup because <laughs> that could be taken the wrong way. And Eric, uh, if I could just add one yeah. item. So just a disclosure and make sure everybody knows we are not attorneys. We're mm-hmm. not practicing law. What we're trying, what we're CPAs, CFPs, and we can do all the planning we can integrate and work with your attorneys to make sure that everything's properly documented. Absolutely. And, and that's something that Tim has said on podcasts before is that they are not looking to disrupt any relationships. They're looking to strengthen them. So if you have a family attorney, Tim and his team can help strengthen that relationship by pointing in the right direction and, and helping you to understand or helping them to understand exactly why these type of documents are so important. And then bringing you right back to the attorney who's, who's going to draft those for you again. Thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 